brand new podcast series Cloud Tech Talks brought to you by Amadis Technologies. This is Sindhu Priya, Marketing and Alliances Executive of Amadis, who is going to be the host for today's episode. Before getting into today's episode, on behalf of Team Amadis, we wish you all a happy and prosperous new year 2023. Hope you all kickstarted the year with all new expectations. Let all your aspirations, hopes and dreams become a reality. If you are into cloud technology, we are in it with you together because Cloud Tech Talks is all about cloud. Every episode of Cloud Tech Talks will have a cloud expert or a panel of cloud experts as a guest discussing the latest cloud industries, industry or insights, threatening challenges, possible solutions, best practices, what are all the tools available in the market, tips and tricks just for you to optimize your cloud environment than ever before. Yes, all proven and actionable strategies and no bluff. So saying that today's episode is about a hot topic. We are on the verge of Q1 2023. It's time to review our previous year's cloud performance, analyze, map them with the business goals, determine the pitfalls and spikes and hit the upcoming year with a master cloud budget. Yes, how to plan your master cloud budget for 2023 is what we are going to discuss today. For this, we have a cloud expert, Mr. Madhu Kumar, our beloved founder and CEO of Amdis Technologies as our guest. Madhu is an industry veteran with more than 25 plus years of experience in the digital transformation industry, serving various sectors like IT consulting, airlines, financial services, logistics, and many more. So welcome to the first episode of Cloud Tech Talks. Madhu, how are you today? Very good. Thank you, Sindhu. Thanks for having me here. Nice talking to you. Thank you, Madhu. So let's begin. So 2023 started with a red alert already with recession, inflation, unstable market scenario, enterprises are in chaos already. Yet they are looking for survival opportunities. How do you look at this situation, Madhu? Uh, I think, Sindhu, uh, two things, Uh, you know, Three months back, if you had asked me the same question, I would have told, yep, recession is on, looming, and all those things. But scenario seems to be improving, number one. Uh, Number two, cloud budgets is our topic today. Uh, It's always prudent to have a good prediction model. Look at how much you're going to spend. Uh, Where are you spending that cloud cost? Uh, Because we are talking about uh, audiences who uh, spend a sizable IT budget uh, in their uh, cloud platform spend, be it on the infrastructure, uh, PaaS, or the SaaS services. Um, so I, I don't think uh, you know the the recession, looming recession, is the reason for budgeting. Uh, you you need to be more cautious now. Uh, you 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 were cautious last year, this year. The importance of cloud spend becomes a little more on the top of your list. Let me say that. That's how right. I would I, I would characterize it. Okay, okay. Yes, you're absolutely uh, right. Now it has got more limelight. So the cost factor is uh, on the center stage now. Okay, so uh, how do you think uh, this will impact the cloud-based organizations while planning their budget, Madhu? Yeah, I think uh, two things uh, customers who are listening to should look at. Um, the fear of uh, recession and spend. Cloud providers may start increasing the unit cost. 
because they may start seeing a dip in consumption. Uh, there is potential possibility, number one. Okay. Number two, the, the way to look at each line item and see that, hey, we have been spending this for the last six months. What's the value we are getting? Uh, can we optimize some spend, reallocate expenses? Uh, so my answer to your question on what should change is more of each and every type of workload uh, the customer has to look at and say that, hey, for this workload, for this consumption, uh, should I need these type of uh, architectures or can I use better architectures? Number one. Uh, number two, even cloud platforms have started performing much more uh, agile. And that means there are possibilities in the initial years. Uh, customers might have quote unquote, oversized their environments. So people who are listening to this podcast, you know, they, they may write on court that, hey, I'm going into cloud, I'm adding more workloads. Let me be cautious, focus on security first, and then potentially add more resources than required to make the operating wealth. That means the business users, the consumers don't see a difference, you know, the cloud migration is extremely successful. Most of the customers are in that stage. Yes, we are, we are definite that we will consume more of cloud resources. Now, the question is, when I consume it more and more, hey, my, uh, my wastage, quote unquote, you know, underutilization, uh, maybe you don't need that much. Uh, you reduce the, you know, increase the utilization, relook at every single resource utilization metrics performance and based on the results you budgeted um you know in a nutshell i would love to say that the cios and cfo should not uh, leave the development team at uh, you know what i call hey do what is required let it run now okay you know, um, for every spend nudge ask the question if it's bare minimum spend on Otherwise, you know, increase the utilization and change. So okay. it, it's no more a, a budgeting, I would call based on history, historical data. It should be based on zero-based budget. You know, hey, I'm I'm starting afresh. Uh, for this type of workload, do I need these kind of compute powers? If not, okay. I'll reduce it. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So they are going to revise uh, their architecture and whatever restructuring is required. So right. Like you said, it's it's not completely based on the historical data, but it's, it's like we are starting now. Let's start collaborate together, discuss, and then we'll start from here. Right? Correct. Number one. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Fine, Madhu. So um, I read an interesting article the other day. It was about this heading. They had this heading like 2023 is going to be a year of cloud repatriation. So uh, I was like, what cloud migration itself is actually new? Yes, uh, it is uh, fuming for quite a long period of time, but uh, still, like you said, still large amount of large number of organizations are in the migration phase or they are partially migrated their workloads from on-prem uh, to the cloud. So during this uh, given this scenario, is 2023 really a year of cloud 
for repatriation? Do you think it will happen? Um, it started there has been, you're right, um, there are a couple of articles which are talking about um, pay-as-you-go models are not perfectly suited for all types of workplaces. Okay. Uh, because cloud was fundamentally uh, saying that, hey, you pay for what you utilize. Uh, don't set up a big captive environment and depreciate over a period of time. Uh, it worked well for reasonable amount of uh, years. Now, the percentage of workload, if you look at large enterprises, uh, 20 to 30% of large workloads are in the cloud. Still, there are very large set of mainframe or you know uh, complex workloads that are still on-prem. Uh, yes. So the question of uh, repatriation comes up, uh, you know, people when they complete their initial contracts, uh, most platforms, customers would have started with a three-year contract or a five-year contract. They are at that stage now, you know, mid-2010s, 2015, 2016, they started the contract, 21, 22, post-pandemic. Now they are relooking at what type of contract I should have with my uh, platform provider. And multiple yeah. platforms and all those options come in. Within that, the financial experts will throw in this particular option of, hey, why do we need development environment on cloud? Can we not have a dev environment on cloud? Okay. Uh, should okay. we keep the staging environment in cloud? Should we keep it on? Mm -hmm. Let the okay. production be in cloud because the more number of users, more number of customers, uh, you pay as you go, you auto scale, the real benefits of cloud apply to the production systems. But for development, staging, pre-prod, uh, rather than creating a virtual private network within cloud, is it prudent to look at on-prem? Okay. You know, this is one type of repatriation thinking. Now, mm -hmm. this is added fuel to this type of thinking is by platform provider itself. Uh, look at okay. Microsoft Azure. Azure Arc is a cloud management platform, but it allows you to manage workloads on cloud, its own Azure cloud, or any other platforms, competitor platforms like AWS or Google. In addition okay. to that, Microsoft Azure you know, has been talking about uh, Azure Stack. The stack okay. is a mechanism by which certain workloads can work in cloud. Some workloads will be on-prem. It's a seamless integration. And okay. this particular type of on-prem cloud seamless integration allows you to do IoT in a on-prem mode, then you know, server, central server computing in cloud. Uh, when you do this, theoretically, some organizations may say, oh, then if I use these kind of cloud management platform, maybe the entire dev environment is on-prem. It was if it is in cloud now. I'm adding more production workloads to cloud. I have a certain budget. So let me realign my spend in such a way that uh, I'll spend all my cloud budgets in uh, you know in uh, production systems. And on-prem could be in uh, dev and pre-prod, and some workloads can come to on-premise workloads. Um, we, we, you, you might know, we always say spend right. The yes. spend right on cloud, I always say that it's not necessary when you migrate to cloud, everything should be on a cloud infrastructure. 
Uh, at times, you have to relook and say, okay, first past two years, the dev, it's the constant spend. Why should I pay as you go? Let me invest a million dollars, get some servers on-prem, manage it through uh, cloud management platforms, and uh, you're fine for the next three to five years. Wow. Okay. So, so it's, it's, while I use the while you use the word repatriation, Sindhu, I think it is not that people are worried about cloud. Uh, they are only looking at where to spend the right amount of money. Exactly. Uh, so in that sense, some workloads may come back to on Okay, okay. So uh, like you said, it's not uh, nothing to get worried about uh, whether they have moved a partial or uh, 50 percentage or 75 percentage of workloads already. There are chances uh, to pull back certain workloads, but it differs based on the business context. Am I right, Madhu? Okay, okay. So having said that, Madhu, this cloud repatriation thing. So uh, let's say I uh, I am an enterprise and uh, uh, I have partially moved, let's say, 25% uh, of my workloads to uh, from on-prem to cloud. I have already moved. And then uh, um, as an enterprise, what should I look at? Uh, or what uh, uh, to what percentage uh, should I worry about this cloud repatriation? Uh, I don't think there is a metric. Uh, it's a pure subjective analysis. Uh, there can be, um, you know, governing principles enterprises can give. With my experience, when I talk to customers, they say that steady state, uh, completely predictable workloads like Dev, or I don't need any uh, auto scaling. Uh, then they prefer to keep it on because you can depreciate over a longer period of time. Uh, you actually save some uh, cash. Um, okay. Production workloads, literally which needs uh, complete uh, sizing, auto scaling and, and, and provisioning uh, dynamically, uh, be it telecom providers or retail folks or even some of the banks. You know, certain areas of workload, they may go to cloud. Uh, some okay. other thing, you know, whether you're running Let's say, you know, complex ML algorithm. Uh, you buy the GPU at, uh, you know, on-prem and run the models. Uh, you may not allow to do cloud unless you don't have muscle power to invest so much on-prem. Uh, so there is but, no, personally, uh, I'm sorry, there is no governing principle. Uh, sorry, there is no metric as such that you should keep 10% on-prem and 90% cloud. Not at all. Okay. You're still evolving. At least I don't have a view on it. Um, I personally think it's workload-based decisions. The type of workload, the, the characteristics, workloads. and the utilization. These three things people look at, and enterprises make the appropriate decision. I'll try. Yeah, got it. So since you have mentioned about those workloads, let's say, uh, let's assume for an example, I am an enterprise and I handle more than 500 plus 1,000 plus virtual machines and other cloud resources, and I invest uh, millions of dollars each year. So uh, let's get straight onto this recommendation section, Madhu. So what are the factors that I should consider before planning my budget? Just tell me one, two, three, Sindhu. These are the steps that you should look at. Okay, uh, let me put it this way. You know, if you are the customer who have migrated so much type of server workloads to cloud, you use the word virtual machine. That means your infrastructure usage in cloud is very high. You know, it's not medium, it's not small. You are on the higher scale. At this stage, 
uh, before uh, you know a product like a cloud carry or any competitor product gives you inputs the platform itself will give you advice uh, based on saying that hey you're spending so many million can you do a reserved instance can you block these instances so platforms give you basic um you know simple optimization techniques um, certain things you can implement, certain things are not actionable because they are driven by theoretical measures. Uh, but from a product side, what people do is look at 90 days of data, look at your utilization of assets, uh, whether it be it on compute or your utilizing storage or uh, disk IO, you need to calculate all those. Um, one, as an enterprise, you create a team of engineers, uh, you drive the efficiency of using cloud by the efficiency team or you buy products from the market there are products which uh, measure this uh, efficiency terms in terms of you know compute storage io uh, latency network and all these parameters and then they add up and give you recommendations actionable one uh, you can configure the formulas you can do configurations and everything and get it done uh, so okay. it's a, it's more of a team and a product is what complex enterprises should look at. Uh, there are a bunch of products. And and as you know, we are also in that space. Yeah. Um, you know, we, uh, Cloud Caddy is unique in one sense that we look at platform logs. So we don't load any agents for measuring efficiency. Uh, we reutilize the platform's own, uh, I call it cloud native uh, logs. Uh, yeah. Then we don't load any agents. That's something which we avoid uh, stress on the cloud network. Uh, the third one is the old product like Cloud Caddy runs in customers' own environment. So no data exports, no imports, no uh, no potential security threats. And all these recommendation engines are made configurable. Okay. So that makes them the engineering team, finance, and ops to sit together and say, Oh, this is the way we are stressing the compute. This is the way we are stressing the IO system. This is the way we are stressing network cost. Uh, can I realign the product, uh, the workload, in such a way that I may resize some of the environments? So you asked okay. me two, three steps. Step one is to look at all ideal resources. Uh, you know, don't don't pay for it. Have automation scripts for that. Two, resize your uh, resources. Okay. If there is a limit of reaching resizing, then you start rehosting because you need basic elements. So rehost some applications into different infrastructure. Uh, then after that is done, you can look at uh, a term people use rehydrate. It's more of relooking at the architecture. Uh, some applications you might have, you know, shifted from on-prem to cloud like a lift and shift. Uh, by doing all these, then you can look at, can I refactor or rehydrate the code uh, to okay. be cloud-native? That can reduce some expenses. You know? That can reduce some cost. So I always say, you know, avoid uh, wastage through uh, idling resources, then resizing, rehosting, and rehydrate, and uh, re-engineer. Wow. These are the okay. steps. All right, so I've made a note of all these five yeah. steps, Madhus. So yeah. my enterprise is going to uh, rock this year. Fine. So uh, we have already discussed about this, like uh, you have mentioned, uh, uh, 
your budget uh, it's better uh, for the budget to be a zero based budgeting rather than historical data based budget so um, yeah one one quick correction while it is zero based um, don't look at the spend for the last year and budget it okay look mm -hmm. at the utilization of the resources and the workload times okay okay that's where mm -hmm. i meant financially make it zero based but don't go back and size the cloud environment like you have been sizing for years all right uh, you all know right. There, there was a reason for extra provisioning there was mm -hmm. a valid reason for uh, giving the end customers or your employees that experience uh, okay. now people understand it they know the cloud uh, uh, technology advantages they can understand that now if you are tightening up a little bit on the resource side uh, the response is without affecting performance they can really keep using the systems uh, okay. so you don't need to reproduce and say okay last year i spent so much on compute so much on network and this, this year it has to go now you can relook at all your uh, consumption zero based okay. finance but mm -hmm. don't zero base the the resource utilization metrics relook at all Hmm. OK, OK, so are there any other uh, data that I need to look at before planning my budget, Madhu? I'm, I'm talking about the historical uh, performance data. Uh, see, contract negotiation is a good thing to relook at. I think uh, most enterprises finance okay. team directly negotiates mm -hmm. with cloud providers. The platform yeah. teams are coming up with newer, newer models, newer financial terms, payment terms. Uh, I think one type of negotiation is to look at that. You know, uh, is there a, a way I can run the same workload in a different platform, but pay less? If it's possible, okay. they should relook at it. Then mm -hmm. uh, after doing all the financial uh, look, then it's only the efficiency of your environment which makes you save some uh, dollars. Um, so I would say okay. contract-wise, negotiate then go back to looking at the internal efficiency of the systems all right okay okay madhu thank you so much for grazing our very first episode of cloud tech talks thank you for all the amazing insights that you have thrown throughout the episode uh, we have come to the end of the first episode of cloud tech talks listeners hope you all noted down the steps to overcome the current challenges and nail 2023 with a blasting cloud budget all the very best and if you want us to hit any specific cloud challenge that's hindering your fast-paced growth write to us at info at the rate of amadisglobal.com or on LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, we are also available. Uh, you can look out for Amadis Technologies, shoot out your questions, and we'll address all those in our upcoming episodes. Thank you, Madhu. Would you like to say something? How do you think? No, thank this? you, Sindhu. All the best. Thanks to the entire audience. Thanks for listening. Yeah. Thank you. Catch you all Bye -bye. soon with another interviewing cloud topic listeners. Thank you for listening again. We'll catch you on the next episode. Bye.